Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. How's it going, you prick twister? <laughs> you are using the, the creative cursing book, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Because <laughs> I normally wouldn't say something like that to someone. <laughs> kind of made me sure wince. Kind of made me wince when I saw it. I hear you say it all the time. Yeah, I saw you wince when you were opening it up. <laughs> That's better than the one I looked at before I showed you the last one I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was one yeah, that yeah. wasn't good. Um, I got to address something quick. We have reached, I think, rarefied air when uh, a status I never thought we would get. Now, I'm, I make that sound like it's a big deal, but it's not. So, on our Facebook page, and for those of you who are listening, please go there, like and follow it and all that. But the important thing is, it looks like, unbelievably, we may be being throttled. Which I think is insane, because we don't have that many listeners and that much reach. Um, but we had we had a few people sign up over the last couple of weeks, and one in particular was a little suspicious. Not a friend of anybody that we know, not associated with anyone we know. Um, you know, if we were a big channel, that wouldn't be a big deal. But this person sort of stuck out, and in looking at this person's page, there's not much there. And yet, of their friends, I think six or eight of them work at Facebook. Yeah, they have like about what 250 or so friends. And the page itself looks like almost like a placeholder page, like a fake page. Yeah. For this guy. And, uh, but he's got these 256 or, friends. Or gal. It's hard to tell. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you look at, like, yeah, you open up the, all the friends and you go scrolling down, you see works at Facebook, works at Facebook, works at Facebook. Yeah. Now, that might be joking or whatever. And suddenly you say, even you are not seeing some of our posts. Yeah. I don't administrate our, our, um, Facebook page yeah so i when i look at it i look at it as a just a regular user like a regular facebook user i don't look at it as an administrator so i see i get notifications just like everyone else or i did and here lately i'm signed up to get notifications here lately i haven't got any like the little bell alerts saying that you put that uh red circus is posted and then when i go down my feed to see well did i just miss it did i miss something no there's no posts from red circuses i actually have to go to our page to see the posts yeah. So if everybody who is liking and following could just double check that, I try and post every day, at least once. Um, so we probably get in the neighborhood of five to seven posts out a week. Um, so if you're not seeing anything, take a look. But I just, I find it interesting that appears that we might have been throttled. Right. Which is just dumb. Well, I mean, I think it's a strat. If you look at it seriously and you don't look at it as a conspiracy theory, um, it's the strategy that they said they were going to take. So after Trump got elected, all these uh, tech giants they and social media people that were leftists, all you know, hardcore, basically, most of them, they realized they had a big part to play in Trump's election. And they hated that. 
and they came out to their to their people and there's been you know undercover videos of this and even blatant upfront postings about this saying that yeah we're not going to allow that to happen we're not going to allow our sites and our technology to be used to elect someone like trump or to re-elect trump and we're going to work hard against that and so that's part of it they'll they'll take they'll, that's why they're writing all these algorithms and stuff to go after people so that you know, even if they don't have the manpower to do what they want to do, they can implement it. And, you know, it's like a taking a, what is it, a, a sledgehammer when you need a ball peen hammer, but they'll do it because that's that's the end game is to to not give Trump any kind of edge based on social media. Do you want me to move over here? I know I, know, I keep looking over it. Yeah. Uh, Rooster moved because we had last, the last week we had guests on, he moved in a different position. And now I keep looking over at him and I'm not talking into the mic. So you guys are going to hear, like, we have one review on our, on our, um, uh, like your SoundCloud app or whatever, there's a review that says, yeah, it's a great show. I like what they talk about, but they uh, they keep moving in and out of the capture zone and it's just horrible. I can't stand it. So three stars. I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> Audiophile Z or whatever the hell your hey, name is. listen, that was my mom. Yeah. And uh, no. Yeah, the I'm name kidding. of it was something about I'm like into audio. It's like, okay, so you just rate these things uh, purely on how well they perform with their technical audio stuff? Yeah, go away. Yeah. By the way, using that segue, go on to iTunes and rate us, people. Oh, we yeah. could use it. Please. Yeah. Anyway, five, five stars. I'll just take ratings. <laughs> if you don't give uh, if you don't give us a five, Crow, I'll hunt you down. All right. So today you and I were talking on the phone, pre show stuff, and uh, we talked a ton about this Texas trans kid. Yeah, this is a pretty horrible story. There's nothing funny about this. There's nothing we can't make light of this. So Gird your loins. <laughs> you say you can't make light of it, and then you just you, you go I, right ahead and do as that. As soon as I said that, I realized that was stupid. Uh, well, this kid's loins are not going to be girded. I, I almost got rooster. They're going to be gelded. I almost got rooster while he was taking a uh, drag of water too. Like if I would have waited like a half a second, he probably would have done a spit take. Yeah. So I don't have names or anything on the kid, but from what I, I understand, it. it's a seven-year-old kid who's a twin. Yep. Uh, mom and dad are getting divorced. They had shared custody. Dad is suing for full custody because one of the kids, um, apparently, according to the mom, wants to be called by a girl's name and wants to be a girl. And the court has allowed, with a jury and everything, has allowed the mother, well, first of all, they've taken away custody from the dad. They've allowed the mother to proceed with chemical castration and hormone blockers of the child. Um, and the dad doesn't know what to do because he's kind of out of options at this point. Come to find out, at least from what I, I – I don't know this is true because I heard it from one source, that they had trouble getting pregnant. So it's a donor egg. It's not the mother's egg. And it's the father's sperm. But So technically, biologically, I don't even know if these kids are the mom's kid. Now – I don't know if legally that makes a whole lot of difference, but it just sounds like this woman might be a little nuts. And there is some breaking news since we've talked about this. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Um, it looks like the breaking news is that the dad is going to have some say. Uh, judge rules dad will have say in gender transition. So before that, it was pretty much he had no say. The a jury, a jury ruled that the mother had pretty much full rights over any kind of medical treatment or any kind of treatment of this kid. 
And that's that's what we last heard, but now I'm seeing, and this is dated today at 326, that the the judge ruled that he will have a say. So we'll have to read that and see what it says. So if we can let kids pick their gender, why can't we let kids uh, drink or vote or go to the gun range? Or why can't why can't we let kids do all the things adults do then? The answer to that rhetorical question is it's stupid. Yeah. Seven-year-olds can't make good choices. I mean, they, they can, but more often than not, they make really bad choices. And if this is the – and I don't know if this is true. I There was a kid I saw on video. The dad was shooting video of the kid and said, you know, what do you want to do? And the kid was saying, oh, I want to do this. And it was – well, don't you want to play with your Barbies like you do at mom's house? And he goes, no. And he says, do you, you know, we'll ask him what his name is. The kid says his name. He goes, well, why do you use that name at mom's house? And he says, well, because it makes mom happy. I mean, this kid is basically opting to go along. And again, I don't know if it's this specific kid. I just remember seeing the video. The kid in this video is going along with it to make mom happy. Right. I mean, and it if, sounds the same because I've heard another clip from this guy and his son when his son was three. So this has been going on for a while. The son is seven now where he had custody of the, of the boy and he recorded asking questions about, well, do you, do you like wearing dresses? He's like, yeah, did, does your, who, who, who tells you to put on a dress? He goes, mom, you know, that it's like basically mom's coaching him or, or, or reinforcing this, that you are a little girl kind of thing. So it's like, it's a, the guy, you know, it's not like lawyer questions this, but some of it's a little bit leading and some of it's not, but he's like, okay, he doesn't like act mad or anything. The father, he's like, okay, so, um, um, you, you're a little girl. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, why, why do you say that? Well, you know, mom says I am that kind of thing. So, um, this article now, this is the older article from the 21st, October 21st, but it goes, jury rules against dad trying to save his seven-year-old from transgender tra- uh, trans from gender transition. And it sounds to me like the update says that he's going to have joint custody rights now when it comes to medical decisions. That's the up, that's the breaking news. Well, I guess he's going to be on Glenn Beck's show tomorrow, yeah. and the governor's getting involved now. Texas okay, governor. so yeah, on this article, it says, update, jo- Judge Kim Cooks has ruled that James' parents will have joint conservatorship over him which means they can't just go ahead and start doing hormone blocking and all that bullshit. Um, So the article here is uh, Dallas, Texas. That's where it took place. So a jury in Dallas, Texas has ruled against Jeffrey Younger, the father who was trying to protect his seven-year-old son, James, from chemical castration via a gender transition. This means James' mother, Dr. Ann Gorgolis, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Will be able to continue transitioning him into Luna, and now has full authority to start him on puberty, puberty blockers and eventually cross-sex hormones. So we'll scratch that because it doesn't sound like that's the case anymore. So it must a judge must have stepped in and overrode the jury's decision. How, the, do, you, how do you spell the last name? Uh, G-E-O-R-G-U-L-A-S. Georgilus? Gorgulus? Georgulas? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um. With a consensus of 11 of the 12 jurors, the jury decided not to grant Mr. Younger sole managing conservatorship of his twin boys. They voted that the current joint managing conservatorship should be replaced by a sole managing conservatorship, but that Mr. Younger should not be that person. 
Judge Kim Cooks will read her ruling on the possession, child support, and Dr. Gorgola's other requests at 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday. So it sounds to me like the judge actually took matters in, into the, her, her own hands and decided to say, no, we're not going to give full custody to the mother. We're going to we're going to uh, remain uh, joint custody, custody or conservatorship is what they call it. So... Yeah, Mr. Younger and Dr. Gorgolas were in court last week fighting over custody and decision-making abilities for James and his twin, Jude. Mr. Younger argues his ex-wife is transitioning James against the boy's will. Dr. Gorgolas, who brought the lawsuit, was asking Mr. Younger's possession schedule be altered to decrease overnight stays and to force his visit with the boys to be supervised. She brought the original modification suit to the court and did not request a jury trial. Mr. Younger, in his counterpetition, asked the jury for their jury trial. Since he requested a jury trial, the jury ruled on his specific request for sole managing conservatorship, and the judge rules on all other aspects. Okay, so the judge can override what the jury decides on that. Um, yeah, so she was also asking that he be forbidden from calling his son James, his given and legal name, and that he be prohibited from bringing James around people who do not affirm James as a girl. Yeah, pretty disgusting. So, do you know anything about Heavy.com? I don't know any affiliation. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. So, I'm I'm saying this not knowing what Heavy is. They're, um, so, they have five facts you need to know about, and I'm going to say Gorgolas. She's a pediatrician, which... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. No, Take away her license. No, sir. Yeah. Or ma'am. Or sir. Yeah. Maybe she really wanted to be a man. Uh, no, she really, really wants a fucking daughter. Five things uh, you need to know about her. She wants the child called Luna, and sh- she wants the child called Luna, and shown affirmation as a girl while she said this. But the dad is accusing, and again, this is all hearsay stuff. We don't know the dad. The father has accused Gorgeous of telling James that quote monsters only eat boys. Yeah, that's how she would punish him. She'd lock him in his room, and say, especially if he wasn't acting enough or, or wasn't you know acting like a girl or act, uh, you know, ascribing to her, you know, her gender take and yeah. she'd lock him away and go, yeah, yeah. Until you change your ways, uh, you're going to be locked in here. And by the way, monsters only eat boys. That's yeah. nuts, man. The father claims the mother changed the girl, the child to a girl for business pictures on her pediatrician site. And it does show the pictures of the two twin boys. Oh. One's boy and one's girl. I mean, I, I don't know if that's Wait a minute. True. So the twins are, they were a boy and a girl twin. Like no. they weren't. It, was it two boys or it was, was it a boy and a girl? Okay. But clearly one of them is in a dress in the picture. Now, okay. I don't know if this is for her practice or is it just a staff picture or whatever. It's disgusting. I know. Well, you just find women disgusting, don't you? No, I do not, but they shouldn't vote. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yes, and I'm going to disavow that. Okay, you should disavow that. I did. I'm going to disavow it. The mother, is it okay if I disavow that right now? Too? Yes, you yeah. should, but okay. no one will believe you. The mother is a pediatrician whose website says her goal is making sure her patients' children are flourishing. That's a quote. Oh. Um, Ann Gorgulis, whose reviews are now fill it, uh, filling up with critics, studied at the University of Texas Children's Center. Medi- uh, who cares? Who cares where she went to school? It wasn't the University of Mexico. So uh, there is a Facebook page and website called Save James. Um. Yeah, what else? Uh, Gorgeous accused the father of marital fraud. I don't... Yeah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? But I 
I mean, yeah, I've actually heard him speak. He sounds like a reasonable guy. And he's been, he was saying, he was saying, implying that what do you do as a dad? And I wish I had the audio of this. We didn't have time to look it up, but he basically said, what do you do if you know your child being abused and you've got the government stopping you from intervening? What do you do? You know, do you, do you take matters into your own hands and risk losing your ability to even, you know, getting locked, basically getting arrested or locked up or killed by the government basically is what he's saying. Yeah. And do you risk that or do you sit there and take it and hope that you can correct the damage being done when, when you have, when somehow things change and you have the ability to do so. And he goes, it's torture. That's just one of those things that's, it's so far out of what I could picture happening that I can't even say what my reaction would be. I know exactly what my reaction would be. I know exactly specifically what my reaction would be. I would murder people. I would. And it wouldn't just be one person. So Just like strangers on the street? No, or? no, no. But anybody <laughs> affiliated with, with this, this decision to... So it would yeah, be... Yeah, but what good would that do you? Um, it would give... In the end, it would probably show that you're... No, it would give the child a chance. I don't give, think it would. I think in the end it would show that you're unstable and that's why the child. No, no, I would, I would end up probably in prison or, or killed, but the, the mother would be out of the picture. The psychologist would be out of the picture. Um, anybody that was affirming what she is trying to do in her family, let's say she's got relative, like a, a parents or a sibling that's like, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. That person would be out of the picture. So eventually the only people left would be like some sort of social services or um, a family member that's not on board with this bullshit. And then that kid would be with that person. Well, it almost sounds like there's some therapists. I don't think they're doctors from some uh, transitioning. Some, yeah, sort some of thing some that, activist group. That yeah, had, are the that ones that are some, saying you know, that he needs to but transition. See what I'm saying? I, I would have a list, and I go, I go down the list, and I go, well, if the mother's gone, who does this? Who does my child go to next? If it's not me? Oh, this person believes in all this bullshit. That one's that person's out the window too. It's too bad you guys aren't. It's gonna... called it's called defenestration when he throws someone out a window. By the way, <laughs> it's too bad you guys. I'm scared that you know that. Uh, it's too bad nobody's going to hear any of this stuff because you're going to edit it when you're done. You're going to be like, eh. I know. I'm going to go home and listen to us and be like, yeah, this might be incriminating stuff. I don't know. In the future, I might have to edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have sole control of editing on this. Yeah. Instead of using the M word, instead of saying you're going to murder people, you'll say like shampoo people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wait, I, let, let me put this in so I can edit this in. I'm going to write a harshly worded letter. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. To everyone. So I'm going to just edit that into the... Whenever I say murder. But I just, I can't imagine. That is so outside the realm of what I could consider Look, possibility. And, another thing and is yet that, it's happening to this And here's guy. the thing. Let's say the guy decides, does, and I'm not even going to say it's snapping. He just, he just gets desperate and he goes, I can't allow this. Right. Um, he decides he's going to run. He's going to take his child and try to figure out where to go. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard to find a place actually to Probably go. Probably like Belize or something like but that. But he decides to do that. Um, and then he meets with law enforcement. You know, they catch up with him. What do you think is going to happen in that situation? Yeah, he's going to get shot. He's he's going to he's going to he's not going to go. Well, I guess you caught me. Here's my child to 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 take back to be uh, mutilated and uh, sexually abused. Here's my child. Just have at it. It would be. I mean, law enforcement would be. I'm just saying, if I were in law enforcement in that situation, I knew the facts of the matter. I know you're not supposed to be like law enforcement is not supposed to be making judgment calls. They just do what they're supposed to do. But if I knew the facts of the matter of what was happening, I would facilitate his escape, quote unquote, with, with a little quotation marks here. And you're going to insert, you would send a harshly worded letter. Into yeah, this when, when I edit this, again. when I, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be hard to follow for people. People are going to be like, <laughs> when I get done editing. 
Crow's uh, Crow's going to do a lot of writing. Yeah. So. So yeah, on, but honestly, I'm I'm infuriated by this, and I know the father is is so frustrated that, like you said, it's like it's like. It's kind of admitting that you have no control over your life and your family and your children's life and saying that it's like a, like your house. You, you own a house. Well, you don't own that house. The government owns that house. No, if, you own your house. If you stop paying taxes on that house, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to take they're going to take that house from you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you don't own your house. Yeah, you don't. You don't own your house. You don't own any property here in America. The government owns you. No. You so it. if you decide to, if you decide uh, you're raising your child one way, and and the government decides that's not the right way, the government can come and re-educate your child, take your child away from you. Okay, well you're just touching on a pet peeve of mine when people say they don't own stuff. Yes, you own stuff. It's... Can, can you can you not pay taxes on your property? Well, that's that if you doesn't... don't if you stop paying taxes on your property, what do they do? That's irrelevant. They'll take your property. That's irrelevant. It doesn't to belong it. to you then. The fact that you pay the tax means that you own it. Nope. Yes, it does. Okay, we'll get into this later. <laughs> this will be a whole subject matter that we'll talk about. Well, but you're wrong. So, okay. um, and I hate when you get like that. You just get obstinate. I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm pissy to begin with. So. Well, yeah, but then you lose all logic and reason. Um, anyway, I, I can't say what I would do in a situation like this because I don't. I can't really picture it. At the same time, I'd do anything for my kids, and so. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're not going to sit there and say, here's exactly what I'm going to do because you're not sure. But you have a feeling. And it would probably get pretty ugly. Uh, yeah. Well, and that – and I remember there was one time my wife and I were watching – this was before we had kids. We were watching one of those nanny 911 shows or whatever. And the nanny walks in and the kids are like up on the second floor spitting on her. I may have talked about this before. And my wife turns to look at me and goes, what would have happened to you as a kid if you'd have done that? And I said, I, I can't imagine ever doing that. I just, I, that's not something I could have pictured. I was picturing what my dad would have done. And I was like, well, if I was seven, I probably would have missed my eighth birthday. I'd have woke up at nine, you know? Yeah. Well, so, going back to the story though, or what you do, let's say there's, there's examples of, it's called Munchausen by proxy where a mother and it's, it's always mothers in this, in these situations, not the fathers, um, that sicken their child so that they get the the attention and the sympathy from medical professionals and from family members and strangers even and it's a it's a psychological condition that's been diagnosed and it's called i don't know what munchausen is but munchausen by proxy i think munchausen is just uh you pretending you're sick right okay and so what they do and there's many even if you've seen the the movie um um what's the one where i see dead people Sixth Sense. So the Sixth Sense, there's a scene in that where... Oh, you now you're going to ruin it for yeah, everybody. there's a scene in that where a little girl ghost um, tells a, or shows a little boy a videotape that's been hidden. And the girl, there's a funeral going on. Stepmom. Or is not a funeral, but a, like a... Wake. A wake going on. And it turns out that the mother was poisoning the girl in order to make her sick, in order to get sympathy. And it went too far and she died. And the ghost of the girl went to the... The little boy, the story that can see ghosts, and said and showed him where the tape was, and he brought the tape to the wake and put it in the VCR, and the father watched along some other family members, and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> but, yeah. So that happens. And what if you were in a situation where you knew you're, you know, you're separated from your wife and or the child's child's mother, and she's poisoning your child, and you know for a fact, you know what's happening. 
but for some fucking ungodly reason, the, a jury or government doesn't see it or doesn't accept it, and they say, nope, sole custody to the mother at this point. What do you do in that situation? I'm hearing lots of uh, virtual doors being kicked down. You know, in a lot of dads' heads yeah. at that point. And moms, too, yeah. if it was the other way around. I mean, that's where murder is justified in my mind. <laughs> you mean a harshly worded a harshly letter. harshly worded letter, which, which will be edited in. And this will be edited out, so nobody's going to hear this. <laughs> Crow's going to be doing a lot of writing. Boy, this is going to be tough. Um, all right. I want to talk about – I hate talking about Ilhan Omar, but she keeps doing stupid stuff. Um, but there's a couple things here. Uh, the first one was you were you were telling me about some pictures that I've since seen about her second, excuse me, second life in London. She and uh, Tim Minette hanging out there. No, nope, this is uh, D.C. D.C., okay. Yep. So she has a, a basement apartment in D.C. I thought it was London. God. Yeah. D.C. All right. And, well, dummy. no, no, no. You know why you thought London is because the London reporters are the only one checking the shit out. That's why. Yeah, okay. So the Sun-Times yep. or UK, some UK mirror sun, something, gotcha. one of those, is actually has an investigative reporter with a camera taking pictures of Elon and Tim Minette. Whereas that American, hateful bigot. Yeah, an American journalist, hands off. Nobody's nobody's paying attention to this. They don't. They, they want to make sure this is swept under the rug. So she's got a DC apartment and Tim Minette has been basically living with her on and off there. And he stays the night. He brings groceries. Uh, they got a picture of him leaving um, with a bag of groceries, but it was like one of those thin plastic bags, and it had a six-pack of uh, Stella beer in it. Artois. Stella Artois and uh, some yogurt. So I can imagine what the what the sheets look like in that, oh uh, my God. In that little, little love nest. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to you're gonna have to edit that out oh. too. <laughs> what is with you today? <laughs> it wasn't explicit. It was innuendo. Okay, you're just saying all this stupid shit. <laughs> you're arguing points you know you can't win. Oh, I, I can win that one. No, you can't. We'll get back on that one. No, we won't. Because um, you're wrong. So here's the thing. He so he's been coming and going. They've been time stamping this. Like they show up, they're in there for hours at a time. He'll leave, and then like an hour later, she'll leave, and she'll get into a uh, comp- or a, uh, a car that's driving her to whatever's happening for the for Congress. And then he comes back later with her in his uh, bright blue Mustang and drops her off and walks in with her. And then you know they leave separately. It's like so. It's so blatant, so obvious what's happening. And they're, it's not like they're even trying to hide it or they're like minimally trying to hide it to the point where it's laughable that they're having an affair. So yeah. what do you say about it? I mean, the hypocrisy of the left and the fact that it's just blatant. The media doesn't care about this. Oh, this is tabloid sensationalism. No, it's not. This is the exact kind of same shit you guys would 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 investigate nonstop with Trump or with a Republican. Uh, remember that Republican that got in trouble for. Um, going to truck stops and having you know sex with men um he got in trouble for it i can't remember what state it was from but he one of the funny things he said is that there's like this code that you do at truck stops to prove that you're in order to show that you're up your dtf that you're down to fuck wait wait wait, wait so that what was... he did was he take a wide stance and so basically what you do is you put your toe under the foot of the urinal no you're getting a, a you're getting a bunch of things confused that was a senator from utah okay who got busted in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport in a stall 
for spreading his feet out and tapping. There was an undercover officer. And yeah, was, because so, that's that's the, and that's, he goes, the code. He goes, no, no, no. I, I take a wide stance. I take a wide stance. And uh, he's, he's doing the, I'm not gay. I never have been gay. Yeah. And it's like you're hearing, and if you got gaydar at all, it's going off like But here's crazy. the thing. It was reported on. This was reported on. It's news. Yeah. It's legitimate news. Right. It's not tabloid shit. It's news. He was arrested. Yeah. So, but, well, here's the thing. Yeah, they're saying, well, there was no arrest in this. So, there's no, you know, infidelity. Well, he was arrested. He wasn't. No, I mean, oh. in, in the Ilan Omar uh, well, Timonette case. To- so, there's there's infidelity going on on both sides. They're both married people. They're both cheating on their, their spouse with, with, obviously, with each other. Uh, Tim made a shocking declaration of his love to Elon to his why his wife who they're going through a divorce which so. he now denies he said and she says no he said it yeah well i mean the thing about the utah guy was he was one of those he was one of those classic in my opinion closeted gay guys who like to overcompensate was doing a lot of anti-gay yeah, reg- yeah, yeah. legislation no, i get it those are always the ones i worry about the ones that are like we got to get rid of the gays it's like you trying to tell us something yeah but to be honest, I don't care if Ilhan Omar's having an affair. I don't care about any of this stuff. But the point is, which you brought up in our conversation before this, if she's just coming and going with him very casually and he's driving her around in his car, there's no imminent threat that she feels like she's under. She talks about, you know, the death threats oh, yeah. that she's getting. Oh, yeah, that too. Which she's I don't... Constant, constantly um, has to have constant um, protection because of death threats. Well, what, is Tim Manette protecting you? Fuck I don't... off. I don't doubt that she gets death threats. I don't doubt that every politician doesn't get some death threats, you know? Yeah, and her more so, probably. Yeah, maybe. Because of the Muslim aspect. But she She's also, probably got death threats from Muslims. Yeah, she doesn't appear to be very concerned about it. Yeah. So I I just think it's it's interesting that she's treating this like, oh, you know, I'm being attacked and all this when she appears to just be... Uh, coming and going as she pleases, not real worried about it. Yeah, so. it's pretty. I mean, it's just one thing after another with her. Well, but that leads to my second point about this. Uh, Oli, uh, Oli Larson, who is a senator from North Dakota, posted a picture he knew was doctored of her at an Al-Qaeda training camp with a weapon in her hand. Uh, they've since found out that it's not true. He admits that it's not true. And he says, but I'm not going to apologize for it. He goes, I apologize to, he apologized to like uh, the people who he embarrassed, but he won't apologize to her. And my problem is this is not the kind of stuff we need. We don't, we don't need people going out and fabricating news. Yeah. That's almost like a false flag thing to me. It's like, no, he admits it. No, I get it. I get it. But that's like something that they try to pull to make us look bad. Don't do shit. Don't do shit. If you're on a side of something that the left or that the other side would love to point out to make you look bad. Right. So this, my point is, this is not a false flag. I know. That's, it. I, know it's, I said that's why it's like one of those false. Yeah. It's like if you, if it would benefit them for you to do it, don't do it. Yeah. Just stick to the facts. There's enough stuff yeah. there. You know, my, my dad repeats this phrase all the time. Give someone enough rope and they'll hang themselves. Yeah. I mean, just keep giving a rope. You don't have to speed it up. You know, and no, that was not a lynching reference. It was. And who cares if it was? I do. But, I don't. But the point is, if if they, you don't have to make up stuff about her to make her look bad. She's doing that on her own. And so don't help. Yeah. Because you can give 10 examples of where she's done some pretty nefarious shit. And people go, well, but look at what they're doing to her. Yeah, don't start acting like the other side because the other side is known for now for the hoax hates, 
for ascribing something or a situation of, of racial hatred towards them that never happened. They make stuff up out of whole cloth, hoping that it gets their side all rabid and, and worked up and makes the other side look bad. Don't be those people. That's disgusting. And, yeah. And you're not going to... I understand. I mean, there's a point where principles will get you fucking killed. But this is not that situation when you do that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can bend your principles to win the win the battle, I think. I, I, it depends on the situation. You, you don't have to be so principled that you fucking get yourself killed over it. No, I get that. But... This is one of the things where it's not – that's not one of – this isn't a hill to die on. This but kind again, of stuff. my point is that I've made many more times before. You and I are sitting here condemning what this guy did. Yeah, it's He stupid. shouldn't have done yeah. it. But the left will not condemn the left for yeah. doing stuff like this. It was just like when uh, Harry Reid said – you know, they said, well, Mitt Romney did pay his taxes. Didn't you lie there? And he goes – just shrugs and goes, didn't win, did he? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's just gloating about it. Yeah, and we're, the, the ends justify the means in every situation for the left. We're not very far off. And I mean, it's just a matter of a few short years where people are going to be able to fabricate all kinds of news. Like with, you know, uh, well, we talked about it, the the AI for Joe Rogan's voice. Yeah. That did his voice. You're going to be able to do this. You'll be able to Photoshop stuff so that people can't tell it's been Photoshopped. And everybody's just going to consume this stuff and go, oh, well, look, that happened. By the way, the AI stuff, uh, they had a Jordan Peterson one. Yeah. And I really wanted him to cut a promo for our show, so I went on it, and it was too late. They shut it down. Yeah. They wouldn't allow it. But, oh, and speaking of Jordan Peterson, I'm all all over the place here. Sorry. Yeah, you are. Jordan Peterson, did you hear? He's kind of having a little bit of a breakdown. Well, yeah. And what's what's strange about that to me is... And the left loves it. Well, yeah, of course they do, but... um, I didn't see the clip, but he was being interviewed and asked about Twitter trolls and all that. And he's been off Twitter for three months, he mm-hmm. said, and he was sort of tearing By up. By the way, his of, wife has been has been fighting and battling stage four cancer. Yeah. So he's emotionally breaking down a little bit and everybody's going, uh, oh, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And it's like, you know, just because the guy said clean your room, you know, clear, clear, clean room, clean mind kind of thing. And he gave some people some steps for trying to turn themselves around, which a behavioral psychologist would probably do. Um, they're saying that, you know, he's this cold son of a bitch who doesn't care about people, so why should we care if he's having a hard time? Well, first of all, jackass on Twitter, um, you are not under the kind of pressure that this guy's oh, under. Oh, God. Yeah. And he's admitted. Oh, he's he said many times when they asked him. They go, him, how do you see this happen? How do you see this um, um, uh, going for you in the future? He goes, not well. well yeah, not well. Because this mean, is kind of unprecedented stuff for most people to deal with. Yeah, it's just a lot of pressure to be under. And I'm sure he would prefer it's not working like this. But, you know, you put you put anybody under a certain amount of pressure, they're going to crack. It's like it's not well, that, and also they're acting like they're acting like this. Uh, last episode, I guess he he cried about just the pressure he's under. He kind of started breaking down because they kind of it got to him. I mean, obviously, it's getting to him because he's got a lot going on financially, emotionally, and with the family. But they're acting like this is uh, uh, unheard of, and that he doesn't. He he's one of those guys that says, "Oh, don't cry." Well, he's not one of those guys, no. and he's also he's cried in interviews in the past where he's talked about. Someone asked him about the impact he's made on young men's lives, and he talked about a book signing or a, or a, or a, um, a presentation he made where someone came up to him with their father and, and, and told him how much of an impact they've made on their relationship, and he broke down crying about that. He's like, I didn't expect that kind of – the amount of you know, um, uh, 
impact I've been having on people until you see it face to face and you hear people talk about it and you start breaking down crying about it. And it's like, I thought that was actually pretty cool. No, I don't think he's a bad guy. No, he's actually a very good guy. And so, and there are people on the left I disagree with that I think are good people. Yeah. And I would feel bad, you know, if something bad happened to them. Well, this, you know, Elijah Cummings passed away. I don't care for Elijah Cummings politics, you know, but that being said, what the was guys, that again? he was the uh, Democratic uh, chair of the. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. What, I, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I mean, as we speak, he's lying in state in the uh, nation's capital, yeah, but. Congressman. Yeah, so civil rights activist. I'm I'm looking at him going. I don't agree with his politics at all. I don't know what he's like as a person. Uh, it doesn't matter. I've never met him. But you know, while on the one hand, him passing away, I think, well, that's politically good for my side. I still am conscious of the fact that this guy's got a family and people who care about him. I'm not going, yeah, motherfucker's dead. You know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gleeful about him dying. I, I didn't like the guy. I didn't like I didn't like his politics and I didn't like a lot of the shit he said and the fact that he was so hard against Trump. I didn't like any of that. I'm not going to sit there and shit on him though. Who yeah. cares? He's, well, he's, he, he died. His family's going to mourn him and that's the end of it. It's just like, you know, I Move don't on. like you, but if you died, I'd feel bad for you. <laughs> Great. Good to hear. I mean, I'm just half of that's a lie. Mm, so Which half? <laughs> yes. Which half? Um, <laughs> But I, I don't understand why people – I mean, intellectually, I do. I understand why they're rejoicing a little, but it's not like he's a bad guy doing bad stuff, yeah. you know? And they, it all got started with that whole trans thing with him. Yeah. He wasn't saying – Well, that's why people hate him so. Yeah. Because they saw him as – well, you know, when he's saying he wasn't going to agree to compelled speech, well, that's just violence. He's white nationalist ad adjacent. He's alt-right adjacent. Oh, no. He's just alt-right. Yeah. So – yeah. Uh, anyways, let's move into some would you rather's. And yeah, let's do that. Here's the thing, I misplaced our would you book of gonna, three thousand. Would you fess up to would that? Would you rather? Yes. You know why? Because I pulled up a, a a site here for would you rather questions, but it's seventy one of the most ridiculous would you rather questions. Oh, God. <laughs> so here we go. Number one, Rooster. By the way, mm -hmm. you could have not fessed up to losing the book. Yeah, but or misplacing the book, you know, because the other ones in the book also suck. You could have just so I'm giving you credit for doing that. Okay, but I'll edit it, edit it out. Yeah, uh, sure. So, Rooster, would you rather have finger-sized nipples or nipple-sized fingers? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I would rather have. No, that's a dumb question. Finger-sized nipples. That's all right. Stupid. <laughs> They're all bad. Okay, find some others. Would now. you rather eat chocolate-flavored fl shit or shit-flavored chocolate? Okay, I'm not doing this. Shit-flavored chocolate because I've eaten some really bad stuff. I'm and not... knowing that it's chocolate would be fine. Okay, here. I have real ones here. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? Organic. Why? Uh, if they're robotic, they're – I mean, it's basically like – the trajectory that of AI on earth, once AI becomes completely sentient, uh, they'll decide that, uh, us messy biological life forms aren't worth having around and they'll eliminate us. Same with the uh, aliens. Yeah. Somehow I feel like if they were metallic, they would rust or something. <laughs> um, you know, we might've done some of these. Would you rather wear someone else's dirty underwear or use their toothbrush? <laughs> I'm not answering these. <laughs> Would you rather have a one-minute conversation with your past self or your future self? 
Ooh, I kind of feel one minute. I kind of feel like if I had a chance to talk to my past self, I could get some stuff squared away. In one minute? I remember seeing, there was that Charlie Sheen movie about aliens invading the planet. And there was a, um, uh, Ron Silver was in it. Yeah. And he was, his future self was talking to his past self. And he goes, he was telling him, he goes, no, nah, this happened, this happened. And he looks at himself and goes, by the way. Cut out the donuts. <laughs> I'm gaining like 30 pounds here. Um, <laughs> would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV? RV. Yeah, me too. Sailboat is a lot of work. RVs and, are a lot of and, work too. And it's more dangerous. And they go, people be like, no, but do you know how many accidents there are in the roads? And if you're constantly driving the road, you're blah, 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 blah. The one thing about a sailboat, though, is you could just get away. Yeah, but there's... I mean, you're, I don't know. No. They make their own water and all that Have stuff. Have you seen me swim? It's <laughs> no, not, it's I, not pretty. I don't want to. Would you rather be able to talk to land animals, animals that fly, or animals that live underwater? Um, land animals. Yeah. I'd like to be able to talk to my dog. Love to have a bear not attack me. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Would you rather give up all drinks except for water or give up eating anything that was cooked in an oven? Anything cooked in the oven, I give up. That includes a microwave. No. Yeah, microwave oven. Oh, so I could just grill stuff? Fine. Or like make salads or whatever? Fine. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Okay. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Uh, If you could change the future, my own future for sure. Yeah, like if you could... If there's no way to change it, it would be somebody else's future because you don't want to know your own future and not be able to change it. Yeah. I think everybody would agree with that. Uh, I think we had this one before. Would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself but have it be incredibly hard? Mm, Work for myself. Okay. One more. Uh, Would you rather go back... To age five with everything you know now or know everything your future self will learn. Huh? Uh, like right now, what my future self would learn, I'd know everything. Well, that's kind of knowing your future, isn't it? Yeah, except I wouldn't want to know when I was going to die. Yeah, no. So you'd want to go back to being five? Yeah. And if you if you went back to five, it would be boring, but you could crush it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what you'd have to do, though? You'd have to play dumb in school. All right. Here's one you'll answer. It's a dumb one, but it's not ludicrous. All right. Would you rather shout all the time or whisper all the time? I think I'd shout. I'd rather shout all the time. No, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go back on that. I think I'd rather whisper. I was thinking about the, the problems with that. I think I'd rather whisper all the time. And what was the problem you were thinking of? Uh, there was multiple problems I was thinking of. What was the one. first one you were thinking of? Uh, sex. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you like freak the hell out of the person you're with. <laughs> I don't. You probably have sex once with that person, and that would be it. <laughs> I don't know if you shouted all the time. I don't think you'd ever get to have sex. You'd be like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> or would it be like, Wow, this is good. Which one's better? Well, I think the whisper one is better, but it's also creepy. <laughs> you smell great. 
Hey, nice job. You smell awesome! <laughs> nice job, Joe Biden. <laughs> All right. I could say a couple of really funny things, but I'm not going to. We're so. done with this. <laughs> uh, Rachel McKinnon, you wanted to talk about him or... Oh, I forgot to actually pull this one up on my page here. I don't even think we need to... We need to uh, well, this, pull the, up the, the article. Yeah, there, there's... there's like well, so it's a trans transgendered um, bicyclist bicyclist that won two championships so far, um, and I can't remember what they are, but they stand in the podiums, get the medals. Hashtag her thinus. Yeah, that's what I wanted to pull up. The the so this doctor Rachel McKinnon, it's it's a dude who decided that he is going to compete uh, in women's bicycling as a sport, which is a dumb sport to begin with, but whatever. Um, won before, then won again, and broke records doing it, and is unapologetic about it. thinks thinks he's awesome. thinks he's uh, thinks he's des- he deserves every bit of it, and he's worked really hard for it. And when people, when some of the women that have lost to him kind of complained about it, he calls them um, transphobic because they're literally afraid of transgendered women. So they are definitionally transphobic. How can you argue with that, Rooster? You can't. Really? So Rachel McKinnon said on Twitter, why don't we have a category and you compete? Why don't we have a category for just trans people and you compete in that? One, separate but equal is inherently unjust. Yeah, so is cheating to win. Uh, There are no other two. There are no other trans. This is all in caps. There are no other trans women at my level in my sport. It would be a race of one. This quote-unquote solution is a non-started. Shut up about it. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... uh, It's just just stupid. Yeah, so here's the... We've talked about this before, and I'm getting tired of it, but... They say, well, I've been, and this is another argument that this, this fucking dude has been saying is that, well, I've been on hormones for however long and, and I'm not producing any testosterone anymore. And it's like, yeah, that's not a fucking argument. And I hate that when they think that's the be all end all of an argument, uh, estrogen and testosterone aren't all the difference between men and women. They're from, from birth. You're different, not just based on that. You're based on bone density, lung capacity, heart size. Um, uh, hand-eye coordination, and there's all kinds of differences physically that you can't erase just by stopping testosterone. So, well, Joe Rogan had an endocrinologist on that said, "Yeah, you're not producing testosterone anymore, but after a certain age, uh, estrogen helps preserve testosterone." Hmm. So, yeah, it's. It makes it even worse. I mean, you look at this guy, because he's a guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Standing here on this podium, his legs are half again the size of the women there. Well, hashtag quadzilla. I know. Hashtag her thinus. Yeah, that's that's the kind of shit that this guy puts on his uh, tweets when he talks about um, winning the races. And, oh, it's so great that I'm, I'm a winner and I beat all these women. And then he has like a multiple hashtags, like, you know, hashtag LGBTQ, you know, in sports, uh, hashtag whatever, and hashtag her thinus. Hash- and it's just like, you just want to throttle this motherfucker. You know what we need to do right now? We need to start a movement like 
a GoFundMe to raise enough money to recruit transgender females for the U.S. women's soccer team. Yeah. I think, I think the U.S. women's soccer team should take all the transgender women that it can. Because you're going to see all of these Megan Rapino and all of them who are saying, yep, we got to have girl power and all this stuff. They're going to get replaced by... So they'll still have a kick-ass team. They'll still win everything like they do now. But all of the women who are on the team now won't be on the team. Yeah. And then let's see how they feel about it. Yeah, there's uh, in this latest race that that this dude won and got the gold on and broke records. Um, Third-place winner was um, Jennifer Wagner. Yeah, and she's getting – people are saying, look, in that picture – She's doing the bite in her metal thing. She looks all happy. She doesn't disagree with it. And then she goes nuts on Twitter and is like. Well, yeah, she was one of the many people who voiced their outrage on Twitter. She says, I was third place writer. It's definitely not fair. She said in response to a tweet by controversial commentator Katie Hopkins. And Katie Hopkins is a British kind of uh, provocateur. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, others came to McKinnon, who was the dude's defense, calling the win a major accomplishment for transgender athletes. The race's second place winner applauded McKinnon and urged athletes who don't think it's fair to compete against the opposite sex and to compete against the opposite sex to either deal with it or not compete at all. What a fucking stupid thing to say. She goes, I totally disagree. No one is a trans no one is a transgender to steal anyone's medal. Bullshit. Bullshit, I'm calling. We had an honest race under UCI rules. If you compete, you accept the rules. Otherwise, don't compete. I can only imagine what she had to go through in her life to be where she is now. How hard it is to fit in. Uh, Caroline Van... No, wait a second. Her coy tweeted. Now, she said, we accept the rules and if you race, you accept the rules. What if the rules were... If you have a penis, you have to com- you have to compete with men. That's not a rule that 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 biker oh, that would, would be, accept. That would be hateful. Exactly. So it's it's stupid to say. Well, no. If you compete, you accept the rules. All right. So here's a post from McKinnon. Uh, took a picture, and it's of the jersey that he wore and the medals he won. And it goes, "This jersey, these medals, and this world record mean a whole lot more to me than my first. So this is the second time he won it. There were many more barriers this year, a much bigger spotlight, truly incessant hate, and people doing everything in their power to have me banned, make me fail, and make me quit. But I didn't. And I won't. I will be back next year. I will be stronger and faster than ever. You can count on it. And here's the hashtags. Hashtag Rainbow Rainbow Fox Racing. Hashtag World Champion. Hashtag Her Thighness. Hashtag Quadis. Hashtag Quadzilla. Hashtag Quad Goals. Hashtag uh, a bunch of stuff about racing. Hashtag sports is a human right. Inclusive sport. LGBTQ. LGBTQ sport. Trans athlete. Trans rights now. Trans inclusive sport. Girls like us. Social change. Social justice. Trans visibility. Go go fast. Turn left. Transgender inspiration. Sports for all. No place for hate. I mean. (sighs) No place for hate. Have they ever watched European soccer? My rage just fucking spiked right now. Just reading that shit. So, so are you going to write a sternly worded letter? Yes, I'm not even going to say the. I'm not even going to have to edit this because all I'm going to do is write a sternly worded letter to anybody involved in it, in this. All right. 
Oh, man. Oh, uh, McKinnon, in a tweet Monday, also appeared to deny having any competitive advantage anymore from being biologically male because, quote, my body doesn't produce testosterone testosterone anymore. Now, I debunked all that fucking bullshit anyway. I'm just going to come out and say it. My body doesn't produce testosterone anymore, and it hasn't for nearly a decade. Draw your own conclusions. So, well, I have drawn my conclusions, and you're a fucking piece of shit that has done this because you're a fucking complete psychopath narcissist who can't win in, or get any kind of attention any other way than to do this. You piece of shit fucking psychopath. I think we're within 12 to 24 months of women just saying they're not going to compete. They should. Gonna, they're just going to start They're going to start quitting on these sports. And here's the problem. And that's what sucks about it because they actually are going to have to just quit because they won't be able to start their own separate women's league no i i'm not saying they'll quit i think you're gonna have women start saying and it's gonna take in a race like this it's gonna take like three or four of the top people to go yeah we're not gonna compete yeah until other ones just start bailing well they better they better start doing this this is yeah they better stand up for themselves every every definition of the word yeah totally stupid um i want to go on to something different i mean we had another topic that was kind of related but i would like to go on to uh, a local we we gotta Story. get in. We gotta get into this one just briefly because it was sent in We're by running a up on time here. Yeah, All right, let's get, do it. All right, let's do so it. So there was a transgender person guy with the uh, still had his uh, and I I use the British slang his twig and berries his wedding tackle. You know, it was John Thomas. Uh, Have you seen this guy's picture? No. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Showed up for a role. Um, yeah. Well, he looks. I mean, it's that Kardashian look. To be filmed on camera having sex and called or applied or whatever. And the photographer said, um, you can't because you still have a cock. And now British authorities are investigating this I as hate a hate crime. crime. Yep. So. And my thing is you should have gone, okay, uh, go ahead because you're supposed to be the woman in this. Here's the guy who's going to be having sex with you, and the guy would be like, "I'm no, I'm not doing it," you know. Well, then he's going to get uh, um, in trouble for hate crime. But but can he really? Because he's allowed to choose, isn't he? It's so, his it's his body, his choice. Rhea Cooper, 25, who became Britain's youngest trans person when she was they say, 10, transitioned 10 years ago, so 15. Okay, says an anonymous photographer says that an anonymous photographer messaged her saying he wanted them to have sex on camera and sell the resulting porno. That's weird. But when he found out Rhea still had male reproductive organs, he immediately retracted the offer. So he knew this person was trans. That's not the story I originally heard. Huh. That's weird. So in a message exchanged over over WhatsApp, the photographer claimed he couldn't work with her, quote unquote, um, because he has she has a cock. Rhea has hit out at the transphobic behavior and says she's being unfairly discriminated against in her modeling career. Um, and the way they report this, the woman is the woman from Hull, East York, has reported the comments to Humberside Police, which is investigating the incident as a hate crime. So they have the son, current son has to say this, like this gendered stuff. They have to actually say her. They can't do any quotations. They don't. I'm, the quotations are from me. And the emphasis is from me because they can't. They'll get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't even care what the circumstances were. I actually think 
I'm actually good good for good for the whole fucking porn industry over there to have this kind of shit happen. Fuck you guys. I hope everything bad happens to you. You know, I hope this kind of shit happens to the porn industry and I hope for some reason it shuts it down and gets like women out of porn and 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 shuts these motherfuckers down. If this kind of stuff happens, I'm laughing the whole way. I'm like you deserve every bit of this. Well, it is different if the guy approached her. I don't care. I I think it's funny as shit. I I want you fucking pornographers, you pieces of shit that make a living off of this, basically, you know, taking young women and and exploiting them to have this kind of shit happen to you and have to pay and have to shut down your shit. Good. I don't even care. There's no principle involved for me. It's like, good. I'm laughing at you. Fuck you. Well, you got old fast. I did, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) You damn kids. Well, I mean, seriously, though, porn is porn as an industry is disgusting even it's just if you find if you know all if you see any of the documentaries about former porn quote-unquote porn stars that got out of it and they're telling behind the scenes stuff and they're telling you know they're all mostly addicted to drugs um well none of them are really well adjusted people yeah, if they're not addicted to drugs they've got some serious mental issues that should be worked out you know daddy issues all that kind of stuff and uh and the men are fucking monsters they're pieces of shit sociopaths yeah well i i fall under the right of you do with your life what you want to do with your life. Find out, I find out a you know a daughter, a niece, a family member, whatever gets sucked up in that. Guess what's going to happen? Well, that's different because that makes it personal. What's going to happen though? I don't know. You're yeah. going to write a sternly a worded sternly letter. Sternly worded letter <laughs> to everyone involved, <laughs> except the girls, just the guys. They're going to watch out for letters. Crow's pen. So, <laughs> all right, you want to get onto this uh, next yeah. topic? Um. So this is local. Um, there was. A, a report in the Southwest Journal, which was for Minneapolis here, um, and it's an article talking about sewing hijabs, not hate. Somali women's group offers a sewing class. Well, isn't that beautiful? Sounds awesome. So I looked it up. Uh, Fox 9 reported on this. Uh, and sew hijab, not hate, highlights bullying Twin Cities women face when wearing scarves. And then the picture shows a couple of old white women um, talking to uh, Burka, it looks like it might be burka clad women, maybe, or like almost, almost burka, but like maybe the lower face is showing, but it's all the black, you know, basically the polyester garb. And uh, they're wearing their little headscarves, their little multicolored headscarves and looking also concerned. That's the picture. And now underneath the caption, it says attendees work. We're encouraged to try out a hijab and take a photo. Um, an event in the Twin Cities in the Twin Cities highlighted the discrimination women who wear hijabs face in America while also working to promote acceptance. The American Swedish Institute in Minneapolis hosted the So Hijab Not Hate event on Saturday. Organizers who represent immigrant and refugee women living in the Twin Cities invited people of different backgrounds to join the event. At the center, visitors were encouraged to wear hijab, either purchased or sewn at the event, and wear it for a photo. The organizers then asked participants to share the photo online with the hashtag so hijab not hate. You know, no 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 spaces. So you gotta say it like that. So hijab not hate. Alright? We want to educate those people who are out there who may not know what this is, explained Fartoon Ismail, who helped organize the event. You pronounced that wrong on purpose, didn't you? Oh, f- I'm sorry, fart on. <laughs> fart on Ismail. Well, that's not what I was going with. Okay. But, okay. I'm, I'm glad you corrected me. So Fartan Ismail, who helped organize the event, <laughs> referencing a hijab. This is a hijab. It's just a small scarf that you can be friendly with. 
No, when they mean friendly said, with, was it? I mean, she actually said, "Is that. it can you, you can be friendly with this, or is it you uh, no, can be you can friendly, be friendly with? with. <laughs> you can cover up, you can cuddle. It's nothing. It doesn't carry anything. It just carries respect and modesty with a woman who wants to cover her hair. Simple. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa." Who said anything about hair? You said it can be anything. You'd be friendly. You can cuddle with it. How does that have to do with your hair? You can, and it's uh, it's something that a man made me wear. <laughs> yeah. The event was hosted by the Somali American Women's Action Center. Organizers also gave out free handmade scarves for women to take home after the event, so that your man can make you wear it <laughs> for something else. and tell you to, uh, you know, don't show your face in public without another man present. Or you were talking present. about the free stuff they were handing out. I thought you were going to say something else. What's that? What? Now I'll you gotta say. I'll tell you later. Aw. We, <laughs> we can write a harshly worded letter to no, cover it, it up. No, it wouldn't be anything like right. that. Um, so there's so much wrong with this. Where do I begin? Okay, start. There was another event that happened with uh, Linda Sarsour, who is one of the co-founders of the Women's March. And Linda Sarsour is a rabid, uh, you know, um, um, pro-Sharia law. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic bitch. And she's... And amongst all the other uh, Women's March um, founders, you know, basically hate Jews, um, are pro-Sharia, hate America, and are trying to basically put, uh, promote Sharia in America. And and they're doing it like under the under the guise of acceptance and this, that. And when basically they're just trying to subvert and, and change, you know, change America into, you know, uh, shit stain to stand. So there was an event that she was at where they were making, they're having people put on hijabs and take pictures and do the hashtag thing. And there was like, you see, you see a video of this and you see like this doughy dude come up and with this big goofy smile on his face, like, I, I, she's like, oh, that's great. Tying a hijab around his head. Oh, isn't that great? And patting him on the head and sending him off. And it's like, you fucking retard. You're, you're not, you are, she hates you. She wants you dead. You're you're an infidel that she's just sitting there going, motherfucker. You, yep, you're you're gonna be first in line when when we get enough power. You're gonna be done, you piece of shit. She's not a good person. So the the this whole stuff is all about. It's all about. It's not about like acceptance and the 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 Swedish Institute and hand in hand and oh, you guys have your cultures and customs and we have ours and isn't it beautiful? We can live side by side. That's not what this is. This is the Islamists just inserting themselves into a society and culture and once they get enough power and enough people and enough they breed enough and they spread enough they're gonna fucking it's like muhammad when he was when the religion began and it was weak they were all about being meek and being uh, accepting and being uh, being friendly and when he got enough power and enough people guess what happened guess what happened muhammad became a fucking warlord and butchered people it was converting it was either convert to islam or fucking die you're about to write a sternly worded letter, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge here, aren't I? I probably already said a few things I should uh, replace with sternly worded letters here. But you, obviously, you know my attitude on this. It's like, you Swedish Institute, you fucking cucks. Knock it off. If there's any men involved in this, take your fucking balls out of the jar you have hidden and put them back on and act like fucking men. Promote I, the Swedish Institute. Don't promote fucking putting on hijabs. Well, for me, it's like, look, you people promote whatever you want to promote. But what's interesting to me is, you know, the Swedish Institute puts this on. If they were to say, okay, let's have a, let's have a uh, lefse baking thing at the mosque. Yeah. How would that go? That wouldn't happen. No. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. Stop being upset, accepting of cultures that aren't accepting of yours. Yeah. 
I don't I don't care if people want to wear hijabs. I don't care if people want to do all that stuff. I don't care what your religion is as long as it doesn't interfere with everybody else's. And what they're doing is in cases like this, like Linda Sarsour's case specifically, is they're trying to get people to accept what they do, but they don't want to accept anything else. And then it becomes it comes it goes past acceptance. Then it goes to promotion. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about all Muslims. I'm yeah. just talking about the set, the sect of the sect of Muslims that want the Sharia, that want yes. Islam to take over the world. And there's a lot of them. Don't don't deny that because it's true. Yeah, I'm not denying. No, not I didn't mean you. Just generally speaking. Why are you to, looking at me? Yeah, generally speaking. Why to you the air. Because you're sitting like over that. there in that odd spot that I generally look at when I'm looking at the imaginary people of the world. Next time I'm <laughs> hanging from the ceiling just to throw you off. Yeah, that's the spot I look at when I'm talking to the audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't, don't sit there and think that, oh, they're just doing this as a, as a cultural exchange. It's like, it's like the pilgrims showing up and, and, uh, partaking in their meal together. And the Indians had their, their foods and we had, and the pilgrims had their European foods and it all came together and it was a beautiful, harmonious thing. This is not what's happening here. This is what hap- what's happening is that these people, these organizations are, are pushing their agenda in, in a subversive way. Well, you know what it is. You know what uh, you know what they'll say about that. The example you just gave. They're going to go. Well, the Europeans then rose up and butchered them all. So yeah, maybe we should have killed the Europeans before they came. Maybe we should have, but it's too late now. (laughs) Exactly. They won the war. They're here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm disgusted by this cuckatude. I'm disgusted by seeing this. Um, Is there seriously? Is there no fucking people with balls? And I'm talking even women just would stand up at the Swedish Institute. And come to find out when I did my my hereditary uh, uh, test that I'm way more Swedish than I had any indication that I was. So this really pisses me off. So you're saying you don't have any balls? Is that what you're that, Yeah, that I guess my Swedish ancestors have come to this where we let let these fucking smiley, um, smiley uh, Swedish women sit there and go, I am so proud to wear this hijab wow. for you. And you don't have to do anything to reciprocate. You just sit there and you judge me and I will accept what you ju- your judgment is. Thank you. Well, the Swedes are too busy following what Greta Thunberg is telling Greta. them to do. Give me, a Greta, give me a Greta face real quick. <laughs> do you squint the one eye? There you go. How yeah. dare you? So <laughs> sounded very German when I did that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So I mean, do you, I mean, is there anything else to say about this other than it's disgusting? Well, again, I for me, it's not so much disgusting. I just because again, I'm a freedom of religion person. However, I think the test is if that if they're not willing to turn around and do the same thing. See, to me, if it was if they were really like, look, we're worried as Muslims about being perceived poorly after 9/11 and all that stuff, so we just want to kind of say we we want to be Americans like you. Fine, have your little hijab thing with the Swedish Institute, but then turn around yeah, and reciprocate. Have, reciprocate. And I guarantee you they're not interested in that. Yeah. I guarantee you they're not. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll benefit from European and Anglo culture though. They just won't acknowledge it. Yeah, or probably. Promote, or promote it, or say that it's good, or say that it's something worth worth saving. Yeah, they'll either they'll either appropriate it and say it was theirs to begin with, or they just won't acknowledge that it's somebody else's, and that's just how it is. Yeah. So, well, I just I get tired of people sort of apologizing for their own culture. Sweden didn't do anything to anybody. Well, and when you say people apologizing for their own culture, the only people that do that are white people. 
the uh, only people. There's a lot of Asians that do it too. Um, I've, I haven't heard it. I think a lot of the Japanese. Um, do. It's it's a it's a it's a white phenomena. Yeah. Right now, and it's and you see it nonstop nowadays. It's just ramping up, ramping up. Um, you know, any any Anglo or European culture is shit on. Any European or Anglo history is shit on. And especially, you know, white men and white women are getting the brunt of it now. You know, even white women are, are, they don't, they shouldn't have a voice. They need to sit down. They need to be good allies. They need to, you know, when they speak about oppression, they don't have enough oppression. So they have to speak about other oppression, other races' oppressions above their own. So they have to be a mouthpiece for other races. Well, well, who, who they've had their turn. Who else does that? What other race would do that? And they, you, people say, well, you're racist. It's not racist. It's Culture is tied to race at this point. It's still, it, it has been and it will be in the future. And it's it's a cultural thing. But yes, it is tied to race. So when you talk about white people being shit on, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's a cultural thing, but it also is racial because races are tied to culture. Um, and so if you say, well, you're being racist, I, I, I counter saying, no, I'm being culturalist. But yeah, there's racial component to it. I think, I admit it. Again, to me, racist is if you're assigning negative qualities to everybody of one particular yeah, race. Yeah, genetically. Yeah. Like genetically. And I, I've said this before and I've got to keep saying it. The, I don't think I'm better than other races or, or my race is better than other races. There are just differences and they're culturally tied. But I don't think ones when, when other races promote themselves, it's not looked at as a hateful thing. It's looked at, oh, that's good. It's like, you know, a black pride or, or, or Asian pride or Hispanic pride. It's not looked at, oh, that's hurtful. That's racist. That's against white people. No, it's just being pride, having pride for your culture and your race, which are tied. But as soon as somebody on the on the European side says something like that, oh fuck, they're Hitler. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's it's all about oppression. The whites have oppressed yeah. the entire world. And and don't tell me this that only whites are racist or only whites can be racist. Well, fuck off with all that. They're between the Hispanics and the blacks and the Asians and the and the Hispanics Crow. and all the other Crow. people. Only whites can be racist. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> off with that shit. Everybody has some sort of, you know, every race has a, 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 a racial um, animus to other races to a certain degree. Not every person specifically, but those groups do. And it's not a it's not a white only thing. It's every fucking culture, every race has that going on. So fuck you with that noise. Yeah. So, boy, I've been ranty. Super ranty today. And you have a lot of letters to write. <laughs> We'll see how much editing I do. <laughs> There'll be a lot. If you want to get into contact with us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And like I said at the beginning, go to our Facebook page, check it out. Make sure you're still getting the feeds. If And if you haven't been, try getting them. But uh, I suspect that even as very, very small as we are, that somehow we're being throttled. So check us out on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast. And rate us on iTunes if you can. See you, bye. I said see you, bye.